Hello and welcome to the Frontier Strategy Group podcast series. FSG is the leading information services provider for emerging markets executives. We partner with business leaders at over 200 multinational companies by providing them with research, analytical tools and data that help power their emerging markets business strategies. My name is Manan Desai and I am the client services director at FSG's Asia Pacific division. The topic of our podcast today is organizational design in India. Our clients have frequently cited the importance of having an effective organization to drive growth and as India's role in in multinationals emerging markets portfolio evolves it's becoming increasingly important to think strategically about the market. Successful organizational practices from other emerging markets cannot always be applied in the Indian market because of certain market characteristics. As a result, it's necessary to evaluate your India organization and understand how India specific challenges affect your organizational design. We have recently released a new report titled India Organizational Design where we highlight four key drivers that allow leading companies to achieve organizational success in India. Joining me today to share a little bit more detail on our work is Pratima Singh. Pratima is a senior analyst at FSG's Asia Pacific research team and has been leading our efforts on this topic. Pratima, welcome. Thank you Manan, it's great to be here. Wonderful. Let's begin then. Can you start by telling us why effective organizational design is so critical for India and what are some of the reasons why it's challenging? Sure. Like you mentioned Manan, multinationals are starting to look at India as a strategic market. 64% of executives in a recent survey said that growth whether it's inorganic or organic uh, and increasing market share are their top priorities for India. In order to achieve these objectives and capitalize on this growth without wasting resources, uh, an effective India organization needs to be in place. It is important to note however that successful organizational practices from other emerging markets cannot simply be applied in the Indian context as market challenges need to be considered. Um there are four main challenges uh, for effective organizational design in India. Th- these are state specific regulations, cultural heterogeneity, market fragmentation and finally corruption and bureaucratic red tape. I will now discuss each of these in a little bit more detail. First, state specific regulations. These make it difficult to manage India as one country. India comprises a large number of states which present different opportunities and are at very different stages of development. These variations are further exacerbated by the fact that states tend to focus on their individual development agendas and attract different levels of investment. This makes achieving economies of scale in India more difficult than in many other regions. interstate trade and effective supply chain management are also adversely affected the second challenge for organizational design is cultural heterogeneity india is an extremely diverse nation with a n- large number of smaller sub regions having very distinct cultural characteristics because of that this diversity numerous functions including sales and marketing and customer service may need to be localized which would result in limited economies of scale for these functions The country also scores very high on the power distance index which indicates a hierarchical society and a cultural preference for clear vertical reporting lines so as a result matrix structures have limited success in india the third challenge is market fragmentation 
Let's just take a look at the tier 1 big city clusters. These clusters contribute approximately 43% of China's GDP, while in India, these contribute less than 25% of GDP. So even though India's clusters actually contribute a substantial amount, economic activity is nowhere near as concentrated as in China, let alone in some of the ASEAN countries. This has implications for designing an effective organization in India, as achieving economies of scale is more difficult. To support India's extremely fragmented market and its numerous small customers and competitors, multinationals need to decentralize certain functions within their organization. And finally, the fourth challenge is endemic corruption in the market and an infamous bureaucracy. While corruption affects everyone operating in India, rampant corruption is especially problematic for multinationals as they are liable for prosecution in their home countries as well, which usually have stricter laws. Compliance with these strict laws often results in loss of competitiveness and very high operating costs. In one survey, 54% of respondents agreed that Indian authorities tend to regulate foreign businesses much more closely than they do local businesses. This has organizational implications as the regional heads keep a closer eye on legal and, and compliance functions and like to centralize these as much as possible because often the costs of non-compliance are extremely high. That's very interesting. I, I do want to talk a little bit about the process of building a India organization, more specifically about some of the trade-offs that multinationals face uh, when they are building an effective organization. Absolutely. Let me first start off by saying that there are general trade-offs that are associated with building an effective organization anywhere. These trade-offs, whether you think of them as growth versus margins, agility versus stability, empowerment versus control, or local versus regional or global, can be thought of as the trade-offs associated with decentralization versus centralization. Decentralization is usually associated with a growth mandate and shifts the decision-making closer to the end consumer, while centralization helps in maintaining consistency and capturing economies of scale. These trade-offs are especially exaggerated in India because of conflicting market characteristics. On one hand, you have decentralization uh, where uh, multinationals would be allowed to capture growth in the fragmented market and, and in a very culturally heterogeneous market. However, the scale of operations for many multinationals in India is too small, and so it wouldn't allow for profitable localization. Furthermore, a hierarchical society and issues of brand consistency and compliance make having a centralized organization more attractive in India. Right. So then how should multinationals go about organizing themselves in India? Now, every organization is different, but in general, an effective organization would strive to find the right balance between centralization and decentralization. This would be the most efficient way to leverage both um, scale and to empower local teams. Multinationals should decentralize certain organizational functions in India, um, specifically those that need proximity to the end customer, the, those that need agility in decision making and that have very high benefits to localization. While they should centralize certain functions where they can achieve large economies of scale, cut costs and, and maintain regional or, or global consistency. In India, we find that sales, maintenance, quality assurance and testing and customer service are some of the more decentralized functions, while promotions, uh, brand and media, legal and public relations are the more commonly centralized functions. That's very interesting, Pratama. So, so tell me, what would you say are some of the drivers of success 
when it comes to building an effective organization in India? Sure. So based on our research and after numerous conversations with executives, uh, we identified four key drivers of success that allow leading multinationals and leading companies in general to achieve a balanced and successful organization in India. These four drivers allow multinationals to balance the trade-offs between centralization and decentralization. First, multinationals should control the local translation of corporate mandates. This means that executives should ensure that national and subnational teams in India are operating within certain boundaries that are established most uh, most commonly by the regional or global corporate mandates. This ensures that brand consistency is maintained and ensures that internal processes are adhered to. The second is that multinationals should aim to leverage national scale as a competitive advantage in India. By streamlining certain functions and preventing the duplication of efforts, multinationals can reduce costs and increase competitiveness. The third driver is to empower local teams. Moving decision-making closer to customers can have significant benefits in India as local teams can rapidly capture growth opportunities and outmaneuver local competitors. And finally, the fourth driver is to capture local insight. This is especially important in India because of market characteristics like fragmentation and cultural heterogeneity. Capturing local insights from subnational teams is important in developing a broader national and sometimes regional strategy as well. It is important to highlight that some of these drivers are more aligned with a centralized organization while others complement a more decentralized organization. So multinationals should strive to achieve all four of these in order to create the ideal balance and build an effective organization. Great. And do you have any examples, uh, some interesting examples of how companies um, have used these drivers to achieve success in India? Absolutely. Let me elaborate on a case where a company leveraged national and regional scale effectively. Now, during our research, we spoke with a company, Beta, which is a multinational firm in the industrial sector. Their organization started off very small in India, operating using a cost-focused and heavily centralized organization. Now, almost all the functions were centered at headquarters, with the exception of sales and logistics management. Then as the company matured in the Indian market, it wanted to build organizational capacity and capability to efficiently ramp up its operations. Instead of uh, thinking of its organization in only two tiers, either the local or the central tier, Beta decided to split its organization into three tiers, the national, the regional and the local. Functions that made Beta cost competitive, like finance, accounting, compliance, these remained centralized at HQ. Functions that were more effective on a regional level, say customer service and marketing, these were decentralized to clusters that were created by combining states, either based on geography, market size, culture, etc. This strategy allowed Beta to ensure that scale and volumes were um, assured before localizing further. And finally, the sales and logistics management functions were decentralized to the local tier, which narrowed in on very specific geographies, clusters within the states usually, and followed key customers. Categorizing functions by tiers allowed Beta to capitalize on the benefits of having scale at different levels. And by being closer to the customer and making decisions more quickly, the company increased its market share. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that, Pratima. Uh, you did mention that capturing local insights was also critical in India. 
um, any examples of how a company that effectively in, uh, incorporated local insights while they were developing their strategy? Yes. So during our research, we spoke with company Delta, which is a multinational in the chemicals industry. They were able to effectively incorporate local insight and experience in their India organization. They started off with a relatively small team in India with a strictly commercial presence. But as the company expanded, it realized that it was lagging behind its competitors because its product was not localized enough for the Indian consumer. So Delta chose to therefore uh, uh, localize its product and um, and grow in the Indian market, but it wanted to do this without investing uh, too many resources. So the company decided to localize its application and product development function. It took relatively small investment to establish an application product development team in India because the Indian market has the talent to support this function. So as it established this uh, local uh, product and, and development function in India, Delta was able to use the insights from its local customer service centers to develop products better suited for the Indian market. The product development cycle was also reduced and this allowed the company to improve speed to market and agility and also incorporated insight effectively. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Pratima. This has been a very helpful uh, and, and I think this is a very powerful way uh, of thinking about organization design in India. Uh, thank you so much again for your insights. Thank you, Manan. It was a pleasure speaking with you today. And before we wrap up today, I would like to mention that Pratima is available for one-on-one -on -one conversations with FSG's clients. Uh, just reach out to your account manager if you're interested in scheduling a meeting. And be sure to download our full research report from the FSG research portal at portal.frontierstrategygroup.com. This concludes our podcast. Thank you for listening.